Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Sean C., and I always say this, I get so excited about the episodes that I do, but... You know, it's so awesome to have a podcast where you get to talk to people that you know are going to inspire you or just have conversations around things that you're really passionate about. And that's what we do here on Trust and Believe. And today we have a very special guest. We're going to talk about the stigma around HIV and probably go into a little bit of history about it. I know we've talked about it here on Trust and Believe before, but each time we have a guest, they have a different take on it. And so I just really think it's great when we can talk about overall health, overall wellness, fears and stigmas that happen around certain things that you don't experience out there. So we have a very special guest. His name is Curtis Jackson. I just like to say we're friends via social media. And he put a video up about... I don't know, a few months ago, that was just so empowering, and I just felt like I need to reach out to him because I know you could, all of you could really get a great deal of information and education and empathy and sympathy for people out there who you may know with HIV and may not, and so I think it's going to be a great conversation. So sit back, get ready to trust and believe. What's up? This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Hey, what's up, Curtis? What's up, Sean? Oh, my God, it's so (laughs) nice to finally meet you. Uh, I've been following you for so long. You are actually responsible for this guy right here doing a lot of sweating to those insanity videos and the beach workout bodies. But (laughs) I have to give you credit because the body is on point now. So thank you for that. (laughs) I mean, you know, I saw those videos when you were in the Maldives. I said, stop the press. But now that um, I know I had a small hand in helping you get that, I I will pat myself on the back. But mostly I'll say, you know, congratulations, because clearly... You know, fitness and health is a part of your, uh, I would just say, your everyday existence. And I think that's where a lot of people sometimes, they get fit and get unfit. But I'm glad that you are consistent with that. So thank you so much. I'm going to jump right in because, you know, you put up a video um, a few months ago and it was just so powerful. And I think that because when you follow people and you post a lot of pictures and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, this guy is super handsome. And I can tell that you're super positive from the things that you post. It was just really cool to hear you talk and hear how passionate you were. So can you just tell people what that video was about? And then I'll definitely have some questions to follow up. Well, yeah, actually, well, thank you first of all, for those kind words. And you're right. I, I have posted a lot of pictures in the past 
you know, and they're very just 2D. You don't really get, you know, the personality from someone. You just see a, a picture with a face and, you know, think, okay, it's a great picture. But for me, uh, especially the topic we're talking about, I, I felt that it, it warranted some words. And I think, you know, to feel what I was feeling, you know, required me to post a video. Um, and again, it is about the topic of HIV. Uh, I posted the video on uh, 22222 specifically because that number has followed me my whole life. I never knew what it meant. I didn't know why. I just knew every time I turn a corner, I would see 222. And I was like, well, there's got to be something to it since it's been following me my whole life. So I did some research on astrology, found out that anytime I'm going through something, I have a thought, I'm not sure. I go into a meeting and wonder what the outcome is going to be. The number 222 just magically appears, whether it's on a license plate, I wake up in the middle of the night, that number is there. Astrology says that 222 is just a representation that anytime you see it and you're not sure what the outcome is going to be, it just says that everything is going to be okay. The universe is lined up to let you know that you're going to be okay, you're taken care of. So I've just always thought, okay, well, that's what that meant. But for me, being someone that was diagnosed with HIV, I said, you know what? I want to make 222 kind of like my birthday. I want to make that the kind of new coming of myself and reinvent myself in this journey to share with the world really what, you know, HIV looks like now in 2022. You know, this epidemic started 40 years ago and we've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go because we don't ultimately have a cure. So for me putting out this video, I wanted to do it from my heart and to let people know that, First of all, I'm living in my truth. I think the best and most important part of oneself is to find out who you really are. Find out, you know, what is the core of who you are and to live in your purpose. And I knew that I'm going to create my own day, something that will be with me forever. So on that day, I posted this video to say, hey, I'm HIV positive. This is what it looks like. Here I am, world. And I'm really ready to celebrate that to show everyone what that looks like now and to show that you can live a healthy, long, prosperous life, and it's not the death sentence that it used to be. So that was what I put out to the world, and I'm ready to talk about it and live in my purpose and, you know, go down this road and actually be someone that could break down the stigmas of what HIV was and what it is now. I think it's really important to kind of go back to, you know, the earlier times when we were younger and when the AIDS epidemic started yeah. and there were, you know, to be, for lack of a better way, it was a death sentence. And growing up gay, you just, it was the biggest fear of, I mean, it was just the biggest fear of our young lives, especially when all of our straight friends, because it was, you know, people didn't think straight people could get it. When all of our straight friends were, you know, right. maybe out at the club or doing this or having sex, they, you know, for them, it was like, oh, I can get pregnant. And for us, it was, you know, if we were to, you know, enjoy the fruits of our labor, if you will, yeah. <laughs> or make that mistake or don't put on their condom or whatever the case may be, yeah. it was it wasn't having a baby. I mean, it was yeah. it was, you know, death. So when you first kind of heard about HIV and when you started to get older and, and what did you think about it prior to, you know, contracting HIV, what was your, um, just your experience at the coming of age, if you will? The only thing that I had to go by and growing up, you know, with, you know, HIV, especially when the epidemic started is that it was a death sentence and that, you know, if you got it, you know, it was this vilified monster that, you know, people didn't even want to touch you because they didn't really understand 
what that meant. You know, if you had it, you're going to die. And so everything that I saw, the references that I saw growing up in the early parts of it were not good. And so I grew up with this fear of getting it. I grew up with the fear of being around someone that had it. I mean, looking back now, I mean, it was so ignorant of me because, you know, fast forward, I have it myself. But I didn't know even until later in life, I had family members that, you know, contracted HIV AIDS in the early part of the epidemic. And I didn't know about it until I was older that they actually died of that. And there's such a stigma related to this. And especially someone of mixed you know, descent, I grew up in a black family, especially in the black community, you know, for stigma, for, you know, fear of what families might think. People don't really talk about it like they should. And I think that's part of the problem. And uh, like I said, to have a family member to die of it and me not know, you know, it was cancer that they died of. It was really shocking to me. And I wish I would have known because at least it would have given me an example of what that looks like and someone that I knew personally that was affected by it. And what I didn't want to do was be part of that generation that didn't talk about it. I want to do things differently. I want to now be an example for my family to say, look, I'm open with it. Let's talk about it so that you know what this looks like now, because if I can do that, I can possibly prevent someone from going through what I had to go through, you know? And unfortunately, I didn't have the examples that I kind of would wish I would look up to, you know, going through this because I didn't know. But now I can be that for someone. But again, it was a scary thing. It was a death sentence. Even me finding out that I was positive. Sean, I thought the world was going to end. I thought I was going to die. I had a literal outer body experience and thought my life is over, you know? So I've come a long way. I've done a lot of education and research to to understand that, no, really, life is just beginning, you know, once you figure out what it is, your your truth and your purpose. But, uh, yeah, it was such a scary thing, and I'm glad that we are where we are now, but we still, like I said, have a lot of work to do and a lot of education, I think, uh, needs to go along with that as well. As you've gone through your process and your rebirth, mm-hmm. I love how you said that. Have you met women that had HIV? Are you, is it, is it mostly gay men? Like how have you kind of navigated your way to meet people and to hear other people's stories? I think it is important for everyone to know that it's not just a, a gay disease. This affects everyone. And, and, and what I'm talking about, you know, obviously, you know, there's a lot of work to be done in the U S but worldwide, there's, you know, almost 38 million people living with it. And about 50% worldwide are women. And to touch on my story where I said I had a family member who I found out later in life that was HIV positive, he was a male relative. But after my coming out story or my, my rebirth, so to speak, I had a another family member come to me and she said, well, thank you for, for sharing your story with me. It was so heartfelt. But she's like, I want to share with you. She was like, my mother... Uh, had HIV AIDS and she died from it. And again, it was another, you know, family thought she had cancer. So just in my immediate family, you know, I know someone that was a male and also another relative that was a woman. And so it doesn't discriminate. It, uh, you know, affects everyone. You know, there are kids that are born with it. So, you know, I just want that to be very clear. It's not just a gay thing. Yes, there is a lot of work that needs to be done within the gay community uh, because it does, you know, affect us disproportionately higher, but it also affects everyone. So I'm glad you you brought that up because it, it's something that, you know, really impacts everyone. 
if we can go into like kind of breaking down the stigma and talk about, you know, what happened after that? Like, what were your action steps before you started to become a, a hardcore spokesperson? What were your action steps from the time you contracted it to the time you feel you felt like, oh, OK, me personally, like I now am able to have control over this and live a fruitful life and not let it, you know, really affect your mindset on a daily basis. Yeah. I found out in a Hollywood office, and I'll never forget sitting in that doctor's office and their desk faces the Hollywood sign. So as I'm sitting in the chair, the window was open, the blinds were up, and I could literally see the infamous Hollywood sign outside as the backdrop. So I'm looking at this, get the news that, you know, I tested, you know, positive for HIV. I remember just kind of looking at that sign and just feeling like, wow, like, this is the place where dreams are made and like, you know, just whole fairy tale of what Hollywood is. And suddenly that, that vision just became like really dark. I mean, I broke down and I cried and, you know, I, like I said, I thought, you know, it was the end of the world. I remember driving home from that clinic that day and it was an out of body experience. I don't even remember actually driving home. I just felt like I was outside of myself. I just kind of floated back to my house. I went in my room and I turned all the lights off, closed the curtains, and I laid in my bed for a week straight, mm. just so super depressed. It was one of the hardest times of my life. I didn't, I felt like I didn't have anybody. I obviously no one knew at that time. And I didn't know if I could tell anyone because I just needed the time to take it in, process it and deal with it myself. And I, I felt like, you know, it was just such a depressing, dark time. And I remember going to sleep the first day. I slept the whole entire day. I woke up maybe partway through the next day, maybe to go to the bathroom. I got back into bed. I did that for a week straight. And I said, you know what, Curtis? Like, you are prior military. You are a warrior. Like, there is no reason that you should be laying in this bed. You're, you're stronger than that. You're, you're more than this. So after about a week of just feeling sorry for myself, I said, you know what? Something's got to give. Like, something has to change. This is not the way life is going to be. And part of that was like, hey, you know what? I woke up today. I woke up the next day. Like, I woke up for a week straight. So, no, I didn't die. Like, is there something to this? My first step was pulling that laptop out. Even though I didn't want to get out the bed, I put the laptop in the bed with me, and I started <laughs> researching. And I think the very first question that I typed in was, how long will I live? Mm. Will I die? Because naturally, your mind goes to that without knowing what HIV is. Again, I thought it was a death sentence. And it was saying, like, as long as you are on medication and you are undetectable, you could live a long, healthy life. In fact, you might live as long as your healthy counterpart that doesn't have HIV. So obviously getting that information was very, you know, uh, inspiring to me. It, it gave me hope for knowing that I do have a future. And that was really the start of the process of like, OK, wow, this feels good. Like there's a message that says I'm going to be OK. So I just started doing more and more research figuring out that, okay, well, what's this undetectable thing? Okay, if I'm on medication, that means that I can control this virus, essentially have it out of my body where the, if I get tested, it's no longer running through my blood. That's going to allow the virus to stop replicating and me become, you know, what they consider healthy. Obviously, there's not a cure, but this is the next best thing to, you know, being cured is being undetectable. So after lots of research, I say, you know what? I want to live this life. So I decided to make an appointment, go down and say, I'm ready to start my treatment. And I got on uh, medication to, you know, get to the status of being undetectable. And that was the first time I really felt like, okay, now I got this under control. Like I'm going to live now a normal, healthy life. 
and then uh, realized that life is worth going on. Like this is the start of really just, you know, me beginning this new life. And, you know, of course, the fitness came into play and just being healthy. But uh, it was a process to get there. And I wish I would have known that information prior, which is part of why I want to come on, because I could share with you that if you're not positive, you know, I hope you stay that way, of course. But if someone out there is positive, I would say the first and best thing is to become undetectable, because that's what's going to allow you to now start the process of, you know, getting healthier. But again, it was it was a dark time. Uh, I've done a lot of research since and, you know, realized that there's a million reasons uh, worth living and I'm proof today that this is what it looks like and you could be healthy. And I feel great about, you know, from where I was to where I am right now. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Let's talk about relationships because I know you're in a relationship with someone who I absolutely love. And so what was the process of, you know, being HIV positive, get finding your way to undetectable, living a, a life of abundance, but then also that next level of getting in a relationship while having to explain to someone, you know, I'm HIV positive. If you're undetectable, then the disease is untransmittable, which means that you essentially cannot pass the virus now to someone sexually. Now, I say that because that's a very important note, because my friend would tell someone he's undetectable. And the fact that he said the word HIV, that potential hookup or that person that showed interest initially now runs the other way. Mm -hmm. But yet that same person, they would hook up with someone else that didn't mention any status at all, didn't say a word, and they would hook up with that person. So really, that person is at more risk because they're now taking a gamble that they don't know if that person has HIV and it could be HIV that hasn't been treated at all. Someone that actually has HIV and is undetectable, you have less of a chance passing it. So that person is actually at a healthier status. So it was just an unfortunate thing that the person thought because I don't want to acknowledge it or that word is a scary thing, they ran the other way and now they actually put themselves at more risk. So I want to point that out because that's very important that you know, I want people to, to understand that that actually is a great thing that someone could share that with you. And, and again, it's your choice whether you want to partake in it or not. But they're doing the responsible thing to say, like, hey, I'm interested in you. I want to share this with you. And us hooking up is going to lessen the chances of that. So I think that's super important for, for your viewers out there to know. I'm so happy you brought that up. I really am. And it really explained it a little bit further because I just remembered in my research when, yeah. you know, I kind of really started to research it myself to, to be more educated, you know, to not be mm -hmm. that person. that's like, you know, I yeah. also read that, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that that person is, you know, a sex worker or, you know, yeah. whatever realm of sex worker they are, whether they're a massage therapist yeah. or an actual prostitute or whatever mm -hmm. they, whatever their sex worker, however they define themselves. Yeah. You know, I just remember doing a, a bunch of research, a bunch. <laughs> and it, it was saying <laughs> sex, you're less likely to catch 
uh, HIV from a sex worker because they are a sex worker and they know that they have to protect themselves. And all of these things that have this stigma of like, oh, I'm HIV positive, undetectable. I'm a sex worker. I'm, you know, this. Like, not to say like, these are the people you should be hooking up with, but I'm just saying like, these are, yeah. like you said, you find, you should find more comfort in these people who are actually self-aware than someone that's like, Oh yeah, I got tested last week, but you don't really know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. really know. So anyway, thank you for saying that. And I, I wanted to kind of just, you know, talk about that from my from what you said. And then now you can continue on. And uh, as far as me, uh, like you mentioned, I am in a um, monogamous relationship right now. And for me, I, I'm I've always been, you know, forthcoming and, and truthful. And and I definitely, especially. In a partnership, I want to be as open and transparent as possible. So my current relationship, I think it was maybe the second date I said, look, you know, I am really interested in you. I, I think, you know, from what I feel, there's an interest in me. But before we go any further, because I want to put this out at the top of the relationship, because my whole goal is to build trust and build a foundation with someone that is based off of trust. And the only way that I could do that was to be open and honest with my personal status. So, you know, I share with my partner, I said, look, I really I'm, I'm feeling you. I like you. I would love to, you know, see where this goes. But firstly, you know, I am HIV positive and I want to share that with you. And whether you say you want to move on with this or not, I respect whatever your decision is. But I have to, you know, put that out first and foremost. And you know, we sat in silence for just a few seconds. And then, you know, he said, you know, let's let's figure this out. And uh, we decided to, you know, learn more about it together. I shared with him what my take on it was that I'm undetectable. I've been since uh, I first found out um, I'm super healthy. Like that's what I base my life on just like health and, and lifestyle. And I wanted to let him know that, you know, I will go on this journey with you and we will get you whatever information that you need. And he said, you know, I'm into you, too. And because you are honest with me and because I like you, I want to take this further. I'm not going to let you telling me that prevent me from going forward with someone that has the best heart in the world and, you know, is being trustworthy and honest. So, you know, I set up some appointments for my HIV specialist, my doctor, to call him and to allow him the opportunity to ask whatever questions he wants, you know, and then my doctor coming from a HIV specialist standpoint, share with him exactly what it is, you know, and my doctors share with them that, you know, he's undetectable. As long as he's undetectable, again, you equals you, he's untransmittable. And my partner say, you know what, I've always been a believer in like, follow the science. If a doctor is telling me this, then in the statistics have said that, you know, all these couples that they followed around for all these years uh, that were in a monogamous relationship that were undetectable, there was no transmission of HIV in all those relationships. So there was like hundreds of thousands of sexual encounters within those couples over that time and no transmission. So again, he felt comfortable enough at that point to say, you know what? Let's let's move forward with this. And it's not an issue for us now because we've navigated those waters. Uh, we're in what we call a zero discordant couple relationship, which is where one partner is negative and the other is positive. And it just shows anyone out there that we can navigate this in a way where 
you know, one partner could be on opposite ends of the spectrum and they could still have a healthy, happy, loving relationship, which we do now. So, you know, first of all, I'm super thankful for him understanding and allowing me the time to uh, give him the information. And also I have to be understanding that I had to allow him the time that he needed to be comfortable with receiving that information at whatever speed it took him because, you know, it's it's a trade-off, you know. So, yeah, we, we understand what it is and, and we're, you know, now able to do this as a couple and show other people out there what a couple relationship could look like, you know, as a happy, healthy couple where one is negative and one is positive. I think I love especially the part where he said, mm -hmm. you know, someone that has the best heart because that's like, you know, that hits you in the heart in a way of like, yeah, you know, I'm more than my status. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Get a little choked up there because I just think it's amazing. I love the journey that you're taking us on. And I and I do definitely want to dive into activations or things you're doing now to really get out there and help people or just be a voice for people. I know on 222-22, which again is amazing. I'm glad mm -hmm. that's your number is mm -hmm. awesome. And your birthday, if you will. But, you know, tell, mm -hmm. talk about, hey, tell me about um, kind of some of the things that you're doing now, the things you aspire to do to really get out there and, and help people, educate them, be an activist so that we can, because I would love to support you in that as well. You know, like I said, the first step was for me to put out that video and, and live in my truth and my purpose. And for me, I know I, I don't have kids. And, you know, a lot of times when couples have kids, those become their legacy, you know, things that, you know, they create these beautiful, you know, little things that go on into the world to be, you know, productive citizens. I love kids, although I don't have any. I had to say to myself, like, what's my legacy going to be? And me, it's allowing what I went through. Uh, to share that with others and to, you know, allow people to go on that journey with me. And my whole goal, it's really not about myself. It's if I can touch someone out there or be of benefit to just one person, then I feel that, you know, I have, you know, succeeded. And so that's my main purpose. So that was the first step. You know, I speak to anyone that, you know, has questions about it. I want to be forthright, forthcoming, and be honest and open with them about what it is. I now can say that I'm the only person in my family that I know that is openly living with this HIV, uh, you know, diagnosis. And again, they didn't know anyone prior to that that was. And so I know that I'm able to touch them in a way that maybe they hadn't before. So that feels good. My whole goal is to be able to give back to the community, give back to the organizations to raise money, raise awareness, break down the stigma. Currently, I'm training right now for a 545-mile bike ride from San Francisco to L.A. for the AIDS life cycle. Uh, that's from June 5th to June 11th. And, you know, I'm raising $10,000 to give back to an organization that actually when I was first diagnosed, they provided me with the resources I needed to get back on my feet to understand that everything's going to be okay. So for me, it's like a full circle moment. I'm able to ride, excuse me, in the name of HIV, but also to be able to give back to an organization that gave to me, you know, that feels good to be able to do that. And I don't want to stop there. You know, I want to, you know, keep working until, you know, essentially we found a cure because although I'm undetectable, you know, I'm okay. Uh, the work doesn't end until we find a cure. So I still have a lot of work to do. And I'm going to make sure that I put my voice out there. I speak to as many people as I can, get on as many platforms as I can, and share what 
HIV looks like in 2022 and allow the work to continue until we've reached our, our goal, which is to find a cure for HIV. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The younger generation, I would say, has a completely different experience when it comes to HIV than we had. Like we said before, for us, it was a death sentence, but it is still very scary out there. And I just want to know, has anyone reached out to you since you put out that video? Yeah, I I mean, the love and support, Sean, that I've received from that video, I mean, it, it made me very emotional, actually. I was a little choked up because I think that was the initial fear for me of not revealing my, my status for so long is because I, I fear what others would think or say. And I finally in my life got to a point where, I mean, I don't give a damn what others say or think because <laughs> yeah. it's not their journey, you know? It's, it's mine to go on, and I'm okay with that. And if you support me, hey, I'm all for it. But if you don't support me, that's okay, too. I, I tell people I'm like this train going down a track. Like, I welcome everybody aboard the train. But if you decide to jump off the train, I'm not slowing this train down to pick you up. You're going to have to run. I might even let you back on, but you're going to have to run to catch up to get back on it. You know what I'm saying? So I say that to say that the responses to my coming out uh, have been overwhelmingly uh, positive. And I'm thankful to each and every one of you that have reached out to me. And yes, I've had other opportunities be presented to me to, you know, come on and speak about it, which is all I've ever wanted. You know, I want to be able to to get the word out and to to change, you know, this uh, the stigma that's associated with it. So, yes. Uh, and again, I'm super grateful for it all. And I'm, I'm really grateful to you, Sean. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm grateful for you because, I just think it was like such a, you know, people may have done videos like that before, made announcements, but I just felt the, I mean, it was just so genuine and authentic in the way that you approached the conversation, even though it was just a director camera video. And I think yeah. one of the things for me is when I was a teenager, I wish there was someone out there like you that I saw had the bravery to put that out there knowing that you can immediate it's just like coming out again if you will you know we we come out and some people disappear from our lives some people stay and a lot of people a lot of people like you say jump on the train because there's something really great about you know honesty self-reflection and then the ability to want to share and help and so i think that's what i got from the video so i know it's going to help and hopefully everyone out there who is listening to this you know, Action Jackson is the the Instagram <laughs> handle, <laughs> which I absolutely love. I said to Scott this morning, I was like, oh, my God, I'm, you know, interviewing Curtis. And then, you know, I told him and I was like, you know, I described to him. I'm like, oh, he's like, oh, Action Jackson. You know, so we, we kind of <laughs> laugh at your name there in a good way. I think it's perfect, especially now taking action to push yourself forward. Really quick question. Is there do you have the link yes. in your bio for people to help um, you raise money for the bike ride? Absolutely. Uh, you could go to my Instagram account, which is Action Jackson, J-A-X-O-N-222. And uh, there is a link to uh, donate to the 
uh, eighth life cycle bike ride. And when is the bike ride? June 5th to June 11th. It's a week long bike ride. Yes. Okay. We're going to definitely put that in the show notes, everyone. So make sure you either go to Action Jackson 222 or click the link in the show notes. You know, you've been through something that a lot of people may not and did not handle as well as you did. And I love how you said, you know, you were in the bed and you were like, you know, I'm more than this. I'm stronger than this. I'm a warrior. You know, you you know, you found your internal power. So how would you define and help people trust and believe in who they are? I love that your show is called Trust and Believe. I think that's really the core. And it's knowing that each and every one of us has the potential within us and believing that we can unlock that potential really to be and do whatever we want to do and shine your light as bright as you possibly can. And only we can control that. And like I said, we all have it in us. So I would encourage each of us to dig deep, find what that is, unlock it, and just go out to the world and be the biggest light that you could be. Mm. Mm -mm. And always trust and believe in who you are.